It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the World Soccer Talk Podcast. My name is Christopher Harris and I'm joined by my co-host Kartik Krishnaya. On this episode, we are doing a big picture discussion about MLS Season Pass, the new streaming service from Major League Soccer, as well as talking about some of the other big stories from the week, uh, which includes the Premier League, also uh, US uh, Women's National Team, uh, Comcast, Peacock and more. So, Kartik, both you and I, it's it's hard to find time, actually, to go ahead and do a deep dive into the actual content on MLS Season Pass. Uh, this is not what this podcast is about, this, this particular episode. We're going to talk more big picture. From the coverage I have seen, some of the, uh, you mean the documentaries or, or the club features, uh, it's a little bit hit and miss. It, it depends on your your local team or your favorite team whoever they may be some of them are doing better jobs than others and i think uh one team i I looked at was into miami which is a a team not too far from uh from eukartic and not too far from where i used to live and uh they're missing they don't have a ritual documentary they don't have a club profile the spelling mistakes it's not a good look however some of the other content we've looked at with mls season pass looks much much better but before we get into that uh and, and talk big picture because this mls season pass is basically a game changer in my opinion this is a really interesting uh streaming service uh streaming product so to speak uh, but before we get into that let's talk about some of the other stuff that we've been watching from this past week and uh Kartik, I missed the uh, U.S. Women's National Team game uh, against Canada uh, and this week. So I know you watched it on HBO Max, I believe. But what was it like this time um, now going into She Believes Cup? Yeah, I'm kind of glad I I watched it. I was planning on being at the game and and wasn't able to attend. So I watched it on HBO Max and it gave me kind of the field level perspectives, really good camera work uh, that I normally get when I work at one of these matches. And and that stadium, I know well, Exploria Stadium in Orlando. So uh, it was really well well choreographed I guess was how I would put it with the camera work with the production with the cuts from camera to camera uh 
I, I think there is still, in terms of broadcast feel, in terms of making the, the broadcast package look like maybe the, uh, the, the La Liga matches do on, on uh, ESPN or, or uh, the MLS matches uh, uh, presumably will look on Apple. I think there's still some work at that, right? It, it, it's different the way they do the blog broadcast. I don't want to say it's clunky. I actually think it's, it, the commentary is good. Uh, I think the commentators are good, but it's, it doesn't have the same sort of um, and maybe it's because you're going without commercials, right? So there's no, uh, you don't have the, the kind of cuts and, 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 and kind of the defined segments you do normally in terms of, uh, um, in terms of uh, production from ESPN, CBS, etc. cetera. Uh, but uh, in terms of the camera work, I thought it was superior. And this is something I noticed during the, the two matches from, um, from Los Angeles, the two men's matches they did last month, that the camera work was really, really good. It was better. The cuts, the, the, the broadcast, everything was better than we had been accustomed to for Fox, from Fox, CBS, and uh, ESPN in terms of U.S. national teams game, uh, national team games, and that continued with this first match as she believes. So, really, uh, uh, that's a that's a big plus for Turner and HBO Max because. Uh, Soccer fans, at least hardcore soccer fans, bad camera work on domestic telecasts is one of our biggest pet peeves. And uh, HBO Max already has it down uh, better than uh, the established broadcasters do. So that's uh, very, very positive. Yeah, that's that's definitely a win-win, a win for HBO Max and a win for U.S. soccer uh, fans. uh, I mean, getting better camera angles and, and better production. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's great. Speaking of a win-win, uh, those of us who watched uh, the Premier League last weekend on NBC Sports would have noticed Stephen Warnock uh, stepping in uh, across the weekend and through to Monday, I believe, uh, as a uh, one of the analysts on the set. And it's not that he's replacing anyone by any means. Um, he's worked with NBC Sports, I believe, in the past a little bit. But what he's, I think, doing co-commentary, if I, if I remember correctly. But what what he was doing, he was in the United States. And uh, so it was an opportunity for him to be to come on and, and uh, to share his analysis. And Kartik, he's really, really good. He's amazing. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. I mean, I really like him in the studio. And I think one of the things we're finding is that the NBC studio uh, situation, I think, is better when you have one of the Robbies paired with either uh, Danny Higginbottom or um, or Stephen Warnock. Or uh, if you don't have uh, uh, those two available, Tim Howard, right? Uh, I, think, I think the Robbie and Robbie pairing, to me, is really kind of stale. And you don't get quite the same level of discussion, uh, uh, tactical analysis. Uh, they, they want, they, they've gone pretty deep into the tactical analysis recently. Uh, you don't quite get as much of that when it's the two Robbies. I don't know if it's a comfortable situation or they save that stuff for their podcast because uh, quite honestly, listen to the Rob, the two Robbies podcast yesterday. Uh, we're taping this on Friday. Listen to it on Thursday. It was fantastic. But a lot of that stuff you don't hear from either of them uh, in the NBC studio. Time constraints or whatever format. Maybe uh, maybe they're saving stuff for the podcast. I don't know. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed Stephen Warnock, who we've had as a co-commentator previously for NBC matches. Uh, he was there all three days and very, very good. Uh, and 
I think the first time he was the co-commentator on an NBC match a couple seasons ago, I even pointed it out on Twitter, like, wow, this is really high-end analysis from a recent professional. Uh, maybe this is somebody NBC should be using more, and we were fortunate that they uh, took our advice on that. Yeah, and we've interviewed him before, too, and oftentimes he's in the United States because uh, he has some soccer camps that uh, he runs or, or is in charge of. So I think that was kind of the, the timing with him being in, in the U.S., and having the opportunity to do some uh, television work. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Kartik, in terms of um, having somebody like Stephen or Tim Howard or Danny Higginbotham to try to break up the two Robbies a little bit, just to have some back and forth in terms of agreement, disagreement, uh, to make it a little bit more, a little bit more friction. And, <clears throat> and I, <clears throat> pardon me. And I think that the two Robbies um, know each other so well that it's almost they can finish their, the, the, each other's sentences. So when you have somebody that's uh, new or different to that equation, uh, it ca- catches them off guard sometimes a little bit, or you kind of get some different analysis that you wouldn't normally get if it was the two Robbies on television together. But yeah, no, all in all, um, really, really good coverage. The, the viewing numbers, uh, I think NBC Sports at this point are actually getting some of the best numbers they've had in a long, long time. They're getting some major numbers, uh, even for the games on USA Network. Those numbers are up. Uh, the numbers on NBC are up. Um, they've had some record-breaking numbers over the past month. So everything's pointing in the right direction. Uh, and I think part of it, too, is just that they're they're running away with it. Not just NBC Sports, but also the league itself in terms of just uh, I mean, a title race, three teams arguably in the race, and then you got the relegation battle, which the relegation battle this year is even more, almost even more interesting than the actual title race. I mean, they're both neck and neck. Yeah, this is interesting because it's coming at a time when uh, NHL, which used to be the other big property during this time of the year on NBC, moved to ESPN and Turner uh, two seasons ago, got a, uh, an immediate bump in its ratings, and now are uh, not only have flatlined, but are in regression. In fact, I think uh, ESPN's ratings for the NHL are down about 30 to 35 percent this season. So it feels like NBC may have made the better long-term bet. Uh, I think they wanted to keep both properties. That's what our reporting tells us. But they made the, maybe the better long-term bet if they could only keep one or the other, NHL or Premier League, due, due to finances, keeping the Premier League. Uh, the Premier League numbers are going up while the NHL numbers, uh, after an initial bump, which I think was just due to changing networks, uh, has uh, gone back down to uh, below the level it was its final season on NBC. So let's turn to MLS Season Pass. Uh, it launched February 1st. Uh, we were going to cover it that week, I think, uh, but then the welcome to Wrexham uh, news happened and, and Wrexham FA Cup uh, drama. Uh, so that that occupied our, our minds for a good uh, 10 days at least. Um, and the MLS 2023 season begins on February 25th. Uh, it's the first of a 10-year deal that's exclusive on streaming with Apple uh, worldwide. It means that there's no blackouts. It means that there's consistent uh, kickoff times, 7.30 Eastern time, actually, I'm sorry, 7.30 local time uh, for the most part, as well as consist- consistent windows. Most of the games are going to be on Saturday nights. Uh, some of them will be on Wednesday nights for the most part. But there's that regular rhythm of Saturday nights, uh, 7.30 local time. Uh, we, with MLS Season Pass, they announced this week that it'll be a pregame show called MLS Countdown, 
uh, 30 minutes before um, each game. Then you've got a, a wrap-up show that's 30 minutes after the game. You also have uh, MLS 360, which is the new name for which is the name for MLS's Whip Around show. Which is that's something that's been, I mean, that 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 one right there is going to be something that's going to change uh, the way that we view Major League Soccer. In my opinion, uh, it's been sorely missed for a long, long time. So all in all. I think what we've seen, Kartik, with MLS season pass, kind of from a 50,000-foot level, is if a league had to go into a situation and say, hey, we're going to launch a streaming uh, subscription service and put in there all the bells and whistles that soccer fans could possibly want, no matter what league it was. But if say, say, say in this case, it's MLS. But even if it was a different league, I think in many ways this MLS season pass has everything in there that a fan could possibly want. And I think at this point, there's no excuses. It, basically, everything we could possibly want in a soccer streaming service is in MLS Season Pass. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think, I mean, my one real bone of contention about MLS Season Pass, and this is, uh, this is just me, is that the MLS Next Pro games, which I'm probably more interested in than... Uh, MLS itself, uh, or the the first first uh, division MLS games, uh, are are all behind the paywall. So that bothers me. But otherwise, yeah, I think in terms of just the broader picture of being able to offer you all the bells and whistles about a league, uh, this is the best uh, the best package uh, you have. I mean, look. So for uh, for Serie A. Uh, which is a league I follow, obviously, uh, pretty closely, I end up getting more information. This is not a slight at, 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 at what CBS does. Uh, I, I hope they don't, I don't want people to interpret it that way. But they're, they're limited in what they put on Paramount Plus and what they might have the rights to, and et cetera. I still get most of my information from good old YouTube channels by Italian football experts or by, uh, via blogs uh, about uh, Football Italia and others. Whereas I think now with MLS, you've got a one-stop shop. Everything's going to be consolidated. You're not going to have to hit uh, different uh, blogs. You know, maybe The Athletic, right, is the only website you'll have to hit. And then you have everything. You won't have to go to YouTube. You'll have everything within MLS Season Pass. So I think it, it is a very uh, dramatic development in kind of the evolution of uh, giving fans a one-stop shop, which I think is really important. And one other point before we move on, Chris, that you mentioned I want to stress from my own experience working in the game. The, having the permanent 7.30 p.m local time kickoffs are so critical towards developing local interest, uh, developing and sustaining local interest in the club, as well as uh, allowing fans who might be out of town to know when to catch games. Because um, I learned that from NASL. We used to move games around, particularly games that were in Canada, for television purposes, and it would cause all kinds of confusion. And eventually, I think the year which was ironically the one year I didn't work in the league, either for uh, a team or for the league itself. Uh, the one year they were off television and streaming completely, every game kicked off at the same time, and the attendances went up. <laughs> 
right? Even though, uh, and maybe it was partly because they they, they went with uh, Perform, which is the forerunner of the zone, and so every game was behind the paywall, and then they dumped out the next year and went went back to a conventional broadcast package between BN and CBS and uh, uh, and uh, ESPN three. But I think that is a huge deal. I think that is really underrated in terms of the importance of having one broadcaster covering everything that will accommodate that because moving the games around to 2 p.m., 4 p.m., kickoffs for ESPN. You know, oftentimes there would be games kicking off on ESPN Plus uh, while you were still watching Bundesliga matches on ESPN Plus last season, right? There would be MLS games uh, as part of the MLS Live package on ESPN Plus kicking off or during La Liga matches. I think this allows MLS to avoid that. They're not going to have conflicts with El Clasico anymore. They're not going to have conflicts with uh, Bayern versus uh, Borussia Dortmund anymore. They are now going to be able, or the big Premier League matches, that's an even bigger deal from a, from a television standpoint or even getting fans to the game. So I think the 7.30 p.m local kickoffs uh, maybe people who don't haven't worked in the game don't quite grasp that that is really important it's also really important to selling tickets as I said as well yeah it's it's uh, absolutely I agree with you Kartik in terms of a lot of the the, the things that it's that's going well for MLS in terms of this MLS season pass it's almost as if they which which is really what happened is that they sat down with a clean slate and said okay if we had a our own streaming service in cooperation with Apple, what would we change to make it as best as possible? What What are the issues that people have had in the past and how do we address those? And almost all of those have been addressed. I mean, there are a few things. I mean, um, for example, there's no multicast uh, capability like we've seen with uh, ESPN Plus and Fubo where you can decide which four games you want to watch at the same time if you're using an Apple TV device. Uh, however, I think with the Whip Around show available, um, that that kind of you mean it's yes it'd be ideal to have that multicast ability but with the whip around you're going to get all the highlights of of the games as they're happening and as the goals go in so it's not as as much of an issue there um the games are not going to be in hd they're in uh, 1080p but i think the resolution should be fine so it'll still look really high quality um, however, I think the biggest thing that we're missing, Kartik, and this is really not a slight against Apple at all, uh, but more so in terms of MLS, is we're missing that big time lead commentator. We're missing that, uh, whether it's a John Strong or a Peter Drury or a John Champion, we're missing that that go-to lead commentator that's going to pull in that audience that's going to give Major League Soccer a global appeal. If you're tuning in to watch a game from England uh, or United States, Canada, Mexico, wherever you are around the world, you want to have someone that has a global presence, that has a global voice uh, that soccer fans will instantly recognize as one of the best commentators. And that elevates the league, too, I think, oftentimes. When John Champion's calling a game, so whether it's a, uh, a calling cup game right, or even Carabao Cup game or a uh, MLS game, or if it's a game of the FA Cup, when when he speaks, I listen. And I, I think that's going to be something, hopefully, maybe in the future, there's an opportunity for MLS to get someone like that. But that's the only thing I, I think it's missing that's, that's, that's going to give it kind of a slam dunk. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that that makes that big a difference. I think there's some of us that are geeks about uh, media and oh, broadcast that might be. No, I know. I no, no offense to either of us because I'm the same way, right? I mean, I take a match more seriously, often depending on the announcers, and and I'm 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 probably worse than than you in, in saying when I look at the commentator lineup for the week, saying ah, you know, maybe NBC or whoever it is, it, it, the ESPN, they don't take this game as seriously because they're not assigning Derek Ray to it or or, or um, Peter Drury or whoever. So I'm probably worse than anyone with that. And I'm, I'm actually that way. I have been in the past that way with college sports too. Uh, and, and who gets announced, uh, assigned to college football and college basketball games. But I don't think most fans care. But I do think where you're correct is they need to develop that voice, right? By year three or four of this package, they need to have the guy who's the clear, or maybe it'll be a female, but they have to have someone who's the clear English language, go-to voice of Major League Soccer who's not John Strong, who's contracted to Fox, right? I mean, he's still the guy, I think. But then they need to have their own guy within the Apple ecosystem. And uh, I don't know who that is. I, I think maybe Max Bredos stands out. Uh, there's several that, that it could be, right? We could go through the roster and, and, and pick out several. But they don't have, you're right, that identifiable number one just yet. So if, if we're talking about all the positives thing, all the positives of uh, MLS season pass and, and, and how robust it looks in terms of all of the features and functionality. Um, why is this not a slam dunk? You mean in terms of why is this not going to be? A, uh, why do you think it may not become as popular as it should be based on the technology and what it's what it's offering and the no blackouts and all the all the, the pluses? Are there any minuses? You mean if you build this, will they come? Yeah, I, I do think the issue is probably Apple's lack of penetration apple tv plus's lack of penetration thus far now maybe this pushes it forward and certainly the t-mobile news this week will help uh starting tuesday uh, if you're a t-mobile subscriber you can access uh, uh mls season pass for this season for free um but i i think that there is i i think there's something about apple right i if they had gone with amazon which is what we had speculated about a few years ago i think it would be much easier it would be much more kind of comfortable um I think Apple's, Apple TV Plus has been seen as this thing that just got thrown in uh, to people with people who bought new iPhones or iPads that uh, gave us Ted Lasso and maybe one or two other things uh, uh, people like. I mean, Slow Horses is something you and I is a show you and I like. I like uh, um, I'm blanking out on the name. I want to call it uh, Newsroom, but that was uh, the Aaron Sorkin thing. But that that show, a uh, morning show, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things on Apple TV Plus. They did a good documentary on Lincoln. I like, but. Generally, it is not a streaming service people think. Um, not not just for live events, just in general, it's not a streaming service they think of. But so I think Ted that's Lasso. really the issue. Yeah, Ted Lasso is the exception, right? I mean, uh, uh, there's probably uh, a big hit somewhere on Discovery Plus or on uh, AMC Plus that uh, drew people, but then that's it. So I I think that that's really the limitation. Now, MLS has the opportunity to grow. MLS Season Pass has the opportunity to grow with Apple TV Plus as a as a major part, component of that growth, unlike if they had been on uh, – a, 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 Paramount Plus or, or, or Peacock or whatever, it's just, just another thing on those streaming services. So I, I do think it's a, it is a big deal. I do think it's a game changer for MLS. I just think that the growth might come a little slower initially because of Apple's position in the streaming uh, wars, if you, so to speak, relative to their competitors. 
Yeah, I think it's it's not perfect, right? It's not a perfect situation because you have, I mean, you have all the, all the great things about MLS Season Pass, all the features and functionality, and that looks pretty robust. I mean, that, that looks pretty solid. You also have uh, IMG, who has been hired to do the production of the games. That's that is huge. And up until a few months ago, it looked like uh, MLS is going to try to do it themselves. IMG came in at the, at the last hour. Uh, I'm sure that's costing MLS a, I mean, a heavy amount of money. IMG is one of the best uh, production houses in the world. Um, they are outside of the UK. They are the ones that, that produce and uh, broadcast the um, the Premier League. So when you're watching Premier League I mean, on NBC or if you're in wherever wherever you are in the world outside of the UK, that's a, that's a IMG production. They're responsible for... Uh, the Gold Rush show and all of the programming we get through Premier League Productions uh, as part of Peacock, all the interview shows and all that stuff. IMG is the best in the business. That's costing MLS a huge amount of money. We're not sure how much, but it's a huge amount of money. So on the production side, I'm confident. On the the talent side, I'm confident, other than the exception of missing that lead uh, commentator, which I still think they, they do need that person. And then the features and functionality are great. So all those things are in its favor. What What's not in its favor is just that, yeah, you have to jump through hoops, right? The T-Mobile deal will make a big uh, change for MLS fans that have T-Mobile that take advantage of the offer to get to get it for free. So, But if you're not a T-Mobile customer, um, you're going to have to jump through hoops a little bit, right? You're, you're going to have to get... Apple TV, and then uh, subscribe to MLS Season Pass through there. If you're an Android user, you're going to have to take some additional steps. You're going to have to try to figure out a way to go through your browser and subscribe through there. Or if you have an Android TV, you can subscribe through there. So there's different steps involved. However, I think for the most part, everything's going in MLS's direction. And at the same time, though, they're still missing that big-time new signing. Uh, if and when they sign Messi, that changes everything, right? People will figure out – you can give them as many uh, hoops or hurdles or obstacles to jump through. They will jump through that for Messi. Uh, without Messi and with the league as it is now, which is a good league with with some good players, it's missing that star name to pull you in, to, to make you want to watch – these games on MLS, uh, rather than pff, there's so much competition, right? There's so many other games. So whether it's Liga MX, whether it's the Premier League, whether it's Serie A, whether it's the Bundesliga, whether it's La Liga, whether it's Serie A, so on and so forth, there's more competition now than ever before. So what is going to make people sign up for MLS Season Pass to watch games? I think MLS is going about it the right way. I think they're offering a lot of games for, for free. This first uh, first year, about 43% of the games are going to be available for free. You'll have some games on uh, Fox. I think about 15 uh, on on, uh, on, Fo- on Big Fox. So, so there are advantages. Um, however, it's not a slam dunk because at the end of the day, it's all about time, right? It's all about you and I, Kartik, we're busy. We're watching soccer basically seven days a week or looking at the stories and reading about things. Uh, we have families, we have lives. I mean, we have different things going on. And at the end of the day, it's a competition for time. Having said all that, there's also price. The price is not cheap. 
it is the most expensive streaming service available to soccer fans in the United States. So $99 a year or $14.99 a month. I mean, that, that's, that's a chunk of change. It's, it's more expensive than ESPN Plus that brings you thousands of games each month, thousands of, of different sporting games each month. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So um, this, is, this is going to be a really interesting ride to see what happens, Kartik, because for everything that they're doing right, it's still a risk. It's still a gamble. There's no, there's no guarantee that this is going to succeed. I, I hope it does. For MLS's sake, in terms of, and Apple's sake, because this might be a blueprint for other leagues to look at to say, "Hey, let's do the same thing that Apple's doing, or let's try and figure out a way to do it where we can we can give a, a really quality service uh, to soccer fans or sports fans of other leagues." But it's it's still a roll of the dice, Kartik. So, um, yeah, I don't I, look. I, I think given the Bally Sports, the, all the regional sports network bankruptcies, uh, the fact that MLS probably couldn't get the money they wanted uh, from uh, ESPN and, uh, or CBS or Fox or and others, I, I don't know that it's that much of a gamble. Maybe it's a gamble for Apple to have spent that much money. I don't know that it's a gamble for MLS anymore. I've come around on that. I think. Uh, I think I, yeah, I think it's more. It's it's not a gamble for Apple because they have so much money. For them, it's almost like a. An experiment to see if they can make this work. If this ma- if they make this work for MLS and the numbers look good, then they can go ahead and offer this to you know, NHL, NFL. I mean, any any of the major leagues in the United States, as well as sports leagues from around the world. I, th- I think it is a gamble for for MLS because you're not on television as much, and so if you're not on television as much, are people talking about you? Are you in the stream of consciousness in terms of what people are thinking about or talking about? How do we think that's affected La Liga in the United States? Because they're not on television very much anymore. Yet I, I turn on uh, soccer shows and they're still constantly talking about La Liga. And, although admittedly, they're not talking about MLS, right? They're talking about La Liga instead. No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, because to me, La Liga, uh, outside of Real Madrid and, and Barcelona, which are you know, your two heavyweights, 
I'm not hearing much discussion at all. Maybe a little bit about Real Sociedad or or how bad uh, Valencia is doing. Well, I'm, having, I'm hearing a lot of discussion about how because of the salary cap in the league and how Tebas has, has, has reformulated uh, La Liga that you have the Valencias and the Sevillas who have not been well run. Valencia has been a poorly run club for years um, in particular that they're now the, the, the competition's catching up with them. Sort of like what we've seen in Germany with their 50 plus one rules. So um, yeah, but you're right. But maybe maybe the 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 conversation isn't as strong as it would be if they had all their games on on linear television. But I don't think it's any less than it was when they were on BN. They were on linear television then. They were on linear television before that. Goal True. TV. They had games on ESPN uh, at the time, True. not just the Portis, but games on ESPN too. Very true. But but when you signed up for ESPN Plus, like you and I probably did in the beginning, it was like what five bucks a month. Now it's ten bucks a month. You mean that that's still? I mean that that's you know a cup a couple of cups cups of coffee from Starbucks. So I mean that's still relatively. You mean insignificant in terms of how much money we're spending on on a monthly basis. So not you mean. Oh, I was going to say, not only that, uh, now I, you're getting more and more articles with that ESPN Plus subscription, things that they're sticking behind the paywall, which are useful. Now, that maybe that's right. unfortunate for the regular website reader, but there's a lot of stuff that you and I would find interesting on the ESPN FC site that's now uh, for Plus subscribers only. So they've really kind of added value to that uh, as time has gone on. Yeah, I guess the, the big point or the big question is, is can MLS thrive being on mostly, uh, well, actually on, on a streaming service with a very small number of games available on television. And I mean, even when it was on television, when it had games on ABC, on Fox, ESPN, FS1, etc., uh, it found it challenging to compete. So now by going to a niche market who are subscribing to a service... In the Apple ecosystem, you know, I mean, is it is it is it going to be harder for MLS, or can they tap into Apple's marketing power and and the fact that you know, I mean about fifty five percent of uh, all phones in the United States are Apple phones, and can they find ways to plant seeds to to encourage people to go ahead and watch the league? Um, that's possible, um, and, and that's the thing that's very fascinating to me is. If they can do it, how they will do it, and and how that'll work. All right, Kartik, and anything else about the MLS season pass that we haven't mentioned? We've covered a lot of ground here, and I, I know we got a lot of flack from a lot of our listeners saying, like, hey, how come you haven't talked about MLS season pass before? Uh, we've covered it for a while. Ever since we've been covering this story probably more than anyone, but in terms of when it finally did launch, like, uh, how come we waited so long? But but that I mean that's that's the reality, right? There's so much competition. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, it's hard to find time to watch. I mean, another streaming service, even if it has a ton of great content, and it doesn't have a welcome to Wrexham, right? There's no. There is Ted Lasso, but you have to sign up for Apple TV Plus, which is a separate subscription, which is like what seven bucks a month. On top of what you're spending already with MLS Season Pass, I think Apple would be, would, would do wonders uh if they could actually go ahead and give ted lasso to mls season pass subscribers just as kind of a a thank you that would make a tremendous difference because you can get people coming in on ted lasso that says hey you know what 
I'm just going to sign up for MLS Season Pass, or, or the MLS Season Pass gets uh, Ted Lasso for free. That would be fantastic. All right, Kartik, let's move on to TV streaming news. And not a lot of news, but this is a big item. And that is that Comcast has decided to end free Peacock access uh, to Peacock Premium for Comcast uh, cable and broadband customers. And this will happen, this will start in late June. I don't have Comcast. I don't have Comcast. So I'm, I cannot get Comcast where I live, believe it or not. And I can look right over out my window across a canal. And on the other side of that canal, the houses there can get Comcast. So that's how crazy things are sometimes in South Florida. But yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not affected. Yeah, so for me, like I'm a Comcast uh, broadband uh, customer. So I will have to pay, stop paying five bucks a month starting in late June to get Peacock uh, Premium. Uh, I think for if you're a fan of the Premier League, it's hard to argue that that five bucks isn't worth it. I mean, based on not just, what, 180 games a season. Uh, in addition to that, all the TV shows, there's actually some good ones on there now, too. The, uh, the Traders is really, really good. Um, and the movies and all the content it has, I mean, for five bucks a month, it, I, I, it's hard to argue about that. Yeah, it sucks if you're a Comcast uh, cable subscriber and now you have to pay five bucks more on top of what you're already paying. Um, but in a way, in a, in a weird way, I, I see this as a positive. I see this as Comcast and Peacock saying, hey, you mean the Premier League content alone is so valuable and so worth it. For five bucks, it makes sense. And then, of course, there's you mean there's wrestling. There's a whole bunch. There's the Six Nations rugby. I mean, you go down the list. There's a ton of stuff. So I see it as a positive move, and actually a positive also in a way that perhaps at some time in the future we'll get more Premier League coverage as part of our subscription. So 180 games now, maybe uh, because we're all paying for it uh, beginning next season. Um, Maybe we'll get 200 games. Maybe we'll get more games. And it's kind of leading to more of the kind of the streaming is the future, which we know it is, uh, and cable is quickly dying. But, so I, I see it as a positive, even though I, I know a lot of us will, will see it as a negative. Let's move on to listener mailbag. And uh, first up is Raquel. She wants to talk to you, Kartik, about uh, Jesse Marsh. And Raquel says, hello, uh, I hope all is well. I just learned about Jesse um, being sacked at Leeds United. Too bad it didn't work out. I see U.S. men's national team fans have already uh, ha- already have future scenarios in, in their heads. Personally, if I were him, I wouldn't go near that position right now. If that's an option for him, should he go for it? Or should he try for another club position? Yeah. Obviously, try for another club position. He was very close, Raquel, uh, this week, if, if you didn't see the news, to getting the Southampton job. And because Jesse Marsh, Jesse Marsh is, and I've written this now a few times uh, over on my Substack. Jesse Marsh is more a Red Bull manager in the eyes of European executives than an American manager. He's a Red Bull-styled manager, Red Bull-trained manager who happens to be American. I think they're seeing Chris Armas the same way, actually. That's why Armas uh, uh, may eventually get a head coaching job somewhere in Europe. Uh, So Marsh uh, uh, will be in demand. 
in, in, among European clubs. Southampton, it, it seemed like it would be a, a really good quick fit because uh, Ralph Hasenhutl, who was sacked uh, late last year, uh, had recalibrated the entire Southampton setup to, to play like Red Bull did uh, from the youth system up onward. So as they're bringing players through their system and they've got a lot of players they signed to play in that style, uh, Marsh would have uh, been a good fit. Got Hit a snag on, on contract length, so uh, he, he's pulled out in Southampton has a caretaker manager now, uh, but he will be in demand in Europe. I, I have no doubt about that. So should he go for the U.S. job? No. And, and I don't think uh, a manager like Marsh, who is, as I said, stylistic and has these playing principles uh, based on the Red Bull system, patterns of play he wants to establish, needs a certain type of player uh, that you can sign in a transfer window to fit those preferences. Taking over a national team is is, is quite difficult uh, given that, 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 that sort of uh, uh, thinking, right? You don't have time on the training ground with them. You have all kinds of random types of players. Now, Ralph Raniak, uh, who is uh, his mentor, uh, has taken over uh, Marsh's mentor has taken over Austria, but I think more Austrian players now, and I would say German players also fit that style. Uh, if you take over the United States or even took over England or Spain or Italy, I, I think it would be very difficult. So I, I see his future in the club game for the for the next several years. Jim wants to talk to us about Wrexham. Jim says, uh, loved your in-depth analysis of Wrexham on the most recent podcast. But one glaring omission I was hoping for was the missing perspective, where where I would describe ESPN's coverage as basic, cold-blooded business and capitalism. The Walt Disney Company owns Fox Entertainment, which includes FX and Hulu. By pushing Wrexham, they are vertically integrating and encouraging fans of comedy and the actor or owners to engage in soccer that they could possibly that, that that they possibly wouldn't otherwise care about. It would be stupid not to ride the train, since the Wrexham story feeds both Hulu and ESPN streaming subscribers, and also linear FX and ESPN too. So let's take a pause there because uh, before we move on to his second part of the question. Yeah, there's no doubt that, you mean, ESPN, it, it serves <laughs> their purpose to go ahead and promote Wrexham. However, I mean, they have the rights to the FA Cup. And even if they didn't have uh, also as part of the Disney family or the Disney bundle, even if they didn't have Welcome to Wrexham, I'd argue that they still would be uh, maybe not giving as much coverage but they still would be playing up the Wrexham angle in the FA Cup this is a great story I mean a David versus Goliath story uh, that that almost made it through to the next round had to go to a a replay Uh, even in that replay I mean if they missed a penalty uh, that could have changed things this is a great soccer story but yeah absolutely for sure I mean it, it serves ESPN's purposes and Disney to go ahead and continue to push it. But to me, that's smart marketing. Secondly, uh, Jim says, as Kartik knows, the best comparison of a club with community culture and a historic stadium in America is my own Detroit City FC. They play in Keyworth Stadium, which was renovated through supporter fundraising and labor donated to improve it. It's almost 100 years old, very much like an American racecourse ground. It's if, if a good documentary was done on uh, Detroit City FC, relating the team uh, to, be, to, to be 
uh, kind of playing up to the uh, unique and extremely diverse makeup of Detroit, it may be similarly uh, compelling to Wrexham. And Kartik, I mean, you know, you know the, the Detroit, Detroit City story better than anyone. But but that's that's my point, though, too, is that Welcome to Wrexham, they went out and did it. They went ahead, ahead and put together that documentary. Um, and and actually, behind the scenes, I've heard from a lot of non-league clubs in the UK. They're upset about Wrexham getting so much coverage, um, even from World Soccer Talk. And I've said to them, like, hey, if you tell, if you reach out to us and, and tell us what story you have, or let's have a discussion, a conversation about what we can write about about your club, we'd love to do it. But we're not hearing from you. We're hearing from Wrexham directly, saying like, "Hey, we have some executives if you want to interview." Um, they're making an effort. They actually produced the documentary. So I think a lot of people are complaining, but they're actually not doing anything. Yeah, and uh, the same goes for Detroit. I hear uh, all sorts of jealousy of Detroit. I mean, I, I, this is now 10 years of jealousy of, of Detroit City from other supporters, uh, jealousy or anger towards Detroit City from uh, people who are involved in, in, in other clubs, other leagues. And uh, it, it, you could go out and do what they did. You could go out and, and, and build that. But because there are certain uh, preferences, uh, and we just heard had a question about capitalism and and, and, and and such because there's certain kind of anti-capitalist preferences I would say or, or controlled preferences maybe that's the better word in terms of US soccer um, no one else wants to do what Detroit did no one else or, or Chattanooga those would be the two 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 exceptions uh, others are not building uh, at as high a level there are local clubs I've actually been involved in, in one or two of them but uh, at a mass level like Detroit and Chattanooga have done um, in terms of telling the story and getting the story out. Uh, Detroit has done that uh, as well as they could. I've actually been involved in some of that. I'm still, uh, it's interesting, I'm, I'm still, I have you know, great relationships with the with the NGS, their their, their supporters group, and and uh, the people who are invested in that club about doing more. Here is one of the problems, though, because I think now they're in USL, and USL knows that Detroit, and we talked about this when they showed Detroit on ESPN two. Remember last season um, that there is an atmospheric uh, feel to that to that ground and to those supporters that will get you more viewers than any other USL club. At the same time. Because of the story and because of how um, how different they are than the conventional uh, style of American soccer and the way U.S. soccer wants the game presented, there's also, I think, an effort even from the league they're in currently to not uh, not market them properly uh, 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 in the mass, in the in the kind of the, the, the larger ether. So I, I think, or the metaverses, I guess would be the term we use now. But Detroit is huge to me. They're the most organic, authentic uh, club in a major market in this in this country. And to me, they are the model. So absolutely agree agree with this uh, uh, this question, Jim. Thank thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, if I was USL, I would be doing a, doc- a documentary about Detroit City FC overnight. I mean, just just start it up tomorrow. Let's go there, take cameras there, let's tell the story and get get that out to more and more people. I mean, and put it on, try to get it on Netflix, try to get it on some of these uh, streaming services because, I mean, you and I, Kartik, know the story and, I mean, watching the games last year, it was fun watching those games uh, on ESPN2 on a Saturday morning. 
Um, that's something we haven't announced or haven't mentioned on this podcast. We talked about, about it a couple of months ago. But as you said, Kartik, uh, USL went ahead and secured that deal with ESPN for one more season uh, on ESPN Plus and a lot of those games on ESPN well, actually, not a lot, but there will be some games on ESPN2 and probably some other ESPN channels uh, as space permits throughout the season. And, I mean, to me, USL needs to do something like that. They need to kind of uh, push and try hard to get their message across or to talk about the stories within that league. Um, and, and people would be interested, for sure. Next up is Chris. He says about Fubo. He says, uh, I want to comment on two technical issues I recently experienced with Fubo recently while watching a League Two match on BN Sports Extra on Fubo. Uh, the feed kept cutting out on multiple occasions, even though I refreshed the page on my browser. I also received poor audio quality when watching a Portuguese match on Goal TV. And, and without knowing these two games specifically, um, sometimes it's actually not Fubo. Sometimes it, it can be, well, BN Sports Extra to start off with. Uh, BN Sports' kind of streaming platform is, is pretty inconsistent uh, and error-prone. So that's quite possible. It might have been on BN Sports' side rather than Fubo. And Goal TV, you mean sometimes <laughs> even the audio in English sometimes is hard to hear uh, and it maybe maybe it was a Fubo problem, but but you may it might may have been a goal, a goal TV issue. And uh, two more comments to go. Uh, Terry wants to talk to us about Paramount Plus. He says the Paramount Plus software is so bad relative to Peacock. I subscribed last year uh, uh, a month at a time and don't recall this problem then. Then they got me at a soft-headed moment last fall, and I bought a year of the service. On both sites, I pay for the $10 level to try to avoid as much advertising as I can. I watch both on iPad and, and on Roku. I wrote to them that their software is awful, and I, don't, uh, I, I won't renew. Trying to watch the second game uh, from this week, and it just won't play. I've entirely reset that iPad twice. They just are not set up for this kind of streaming. Maybe if you hear from others and write about it, CBS will uh, bring more skill on board. Certainly one can tell how competitive the streaming business is. I appreciate your notes in this sport, uh, your, your role in this sport a great deal. <laughs> this is another one too, right? It, it could be... I, I know that there was some problems with some of the UEFA Champions League, and I think uh, was it uh, Kate Abdo came on at halftime to say, "Hey, sorry about the technical difficulties, but this is something that's happening worldwide." Um, it could be that, or it could be that the iPads having issues. What I would say, Terry, actually, is they have a really good uh, customer support, um, and I believe they have a phone number too. Um, and, and actually, going back to Chris before about Fubo. Fubo has, has a toll-free customer service number. You can call them up and say, hey, here's what's happening. Can you check into it? You mean, are you experiencing the same things? Uh, and Terry, I would say the same thing with Paramount Plus too, is, is try to identify too if it's an issue on your side or if it's happening to everyone. Yeah, yeah, Terry, thank you for the compliment. And also, I would point out, Chris, I neglected to mention this earlier, the first time I've had trouble with Peacock in probably two years was during the Arsenal-Man City game, uh, where uh, there were two occasions where I began to get that, uh, that, that dreaded circle of kind of 
Yeah, and I think it was just the volume of people watching, which is uh, sort of the danger of putting a match that big on Peacock. We know why they do it, but there's also the 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 the, uh, the other side of the coin, which sometimes doesn't work out. Uh, 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 but all was good, you know. You you Peacock, you can you can. Uh, hit the lo- the go live button once that happened, so I did it both times and was able to watch the rest of the match. And then last but not least, uh, Sherry has a question. She says, uh, is there a way to watch or, or to search for Academy games in soccer or MLS Next games, particularly uh, U14, U15, U16, and U17? So MLS Next, which is going to be on MLS Season Pass, so starting... February 25th, when that launches, uh, you will be able to watch MLS Next games through there. Uh, it seems to be probably exclusively. Um, Academy games, I, I think it differs based on team by team. So, I mean, sometimes they might be streaming on their website. Um, that that That's, uh, I, I mean, as far as I know, there's nobody that's actually kind of broadcasting Academy games uh, exclusively. So it's on a case-by-case basis. I mean, the same question could apply to high school soccer. Um, I think a couple of years ago, I subscribed to a high school soccer sports network streaming service to be able to watch my daughter's away games or games I couldn't go to. I could stream those at home. However, they don't have every single high school sports uh, team signed up. So, yeah, it, it's complicated, Sherry. And, and on that level, it's best to probably just reach out to uh, the, the home team, home academy team, and say, hey, is there a, a stream available for those games? But MLS Next, all those games will be on um, MLS Season Pass. All right, listeners, uh, we want to hear your feedback. We appreciate uh, all of your questions and comments and observations. Uh, this really helps drive the, drive the show. And so if you do have a question for us or an observation or a question or a rant or rave, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can uh, either uh, send us an email. The email address is web at worldsoccertalk.com or you can uh, hit us up on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash worldsoccertalk. Leave us a message there. You can tweet us at World Soccer Talk. You can go to the website, worldsoccertalk.com, where we have tons of streaming news, uh, soccer news, etc. But uh, for the podcast, click on the podcast and then just leave your comments in the most recent episode. And uh, also voicemail. If you want to leave a voicemail, it's um, in, in the US, it's 561-247-4625. Kartik, uh, tell us about uh, Beyond the 90 and what's going on uh, on the Substack. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, Beyond the 90.substack.com uh, uh, is a Substack I launched two months ago, and we've got uh, some good content recently. A uh, contribution from Neil Blackman about Sean Dyche and Everton, uh, a subject he knows really well, so just published that today on Friday, and some other content about uh, local Florida soccer, about Pep, uh, and kind of an observation of, of Pep's tactical shifts, and all all kinds of other good stuff, uh, uh, podcasts, etc. So uh, feel free to subscribe. We have a free package and a uh, and a uh, a paid package. And I uh, should mention, Chris. I, I, I obviously I would love for people to pay, uh, but most of the content we give for free, right? It's 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 uh, uh, of the uh, let's say seven articles a week. Maybe two of them will actually be paid, and five of them will be free. So uh, and also covering lower division soccer, both the EFL and lower division soccer in the U.S. So. 
So sign up beyondthe90.substack.com. All right, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. We will be back uh, probably next week. We've got some interviews lined up uh, in the next week or so. This past week, if you're listening to the podcast thread or the, the stream of the podcast, you would have gotten uh, interviews with Jamie Carragher and uh, Peter Schmeichel. Uh, next week, we hope to have an interview with Taylor Twelman to talk about MLS Season Pass, as well as Kaylin Kyle uh, to talk about uh, MLS Season Pass 2. Uh, and maybe some other ones too. So we'll, we'll see, but we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening. And uh, on behalf of Kartik and I, enjoy your football. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.